Hello everyone from the Sanctuary of Faith United Methodist Church. It's a delight to be with you by way of video, web, uh, site, and uh, YouTube, and other means in which you may be watching. I would like to read to you today from the Gospel of St. Matthew. May Christ be in our thinking, and our speaking, and in our hearts. Jesus left the place and went away to the district of Tyre Sidon. Just then a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not ask her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting at us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from your, their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, you've heard the term, desperate times call for a lot of different things, but you can fill in the blank. Normally this week we'd be wrapping up our plans and wrapping up our summers, going back to school, and it's just been quite a different year in 2020. I don't know how much planning that you normally put in your vacation, but some people like to go to the same place every year. Some people don't like to go home anywhere from home. Some can't. Some just like to go on little short trips, have picnics. I remember when we were kids, we went on a lot of picnics down at Indian Springs and High Falls. And maybe once in a while we would go to Panama City and... Uh, get a little vacation, but now it's, uh, as I got older, I've been a lot of places, but uh, I'm not a very good planner when it comes to trip, because I'm kind of one of those spontaneous travelers. I think if I go to the mountain, I get in the car and I go. If I find some place to stay, I'll stay, and, and I did that a lot uh, through life, and uh, when I went to Europe a few years ago, I uh, was there on business in Finland, and then I was going to go and make the best of it while I was there and some friends came over and met me and we met up in London and one of my good friends who was a great planner, uh, he's very meticulous about things and so with the group, he said, would you mind if we do this or do that? I said, I'll tell you what, you plan it, we'll do it, I'll follow whatever you do because I'm not interested in planning all those things. So you have people who are planners and you have those who are not. But we all enjoy a little time off, and we all enjoy uh, doing something special. King Duncan tells of a story of a, play, a company that's called Black Tomato that offers a very special kind of package. It's called Get Lost. So you pay this big amount of money, and they take you to an undisclosed location, drop you off, and you don't have any communication there, you find your own way around. It's kind of like one of those reality shows and 
Uh, there are several of them out there. Uh, so you wander around, it could be in a desert, it could be in a wilderness, whatever. But they are being watched just in case something happens and they can be there. But they have to get to their destination and get back uh, the best they can. Now, I don't think I would like that kind of vacation. I would like to be able to know uh, where I'm going. So maybe if you want to contact Black Tomato and experience some kind of expedition like that, uh, you might want to look it up and uh, sign up for it. I don't feel like any of us would be going anywhere right now, even to remote uh, destinations. I was talking to a friend the other night and I told her that sometimes I just feel like packing up and uh, uh, going somewhere, but then you know you can. And I looked at all of the different uh, prices back in March and through the summer and you could just find all kind of resorts and plane fares, but you couldn't even fly into some countries. And I'm thinking, wow. 2020, I'll be glad when you're gone. It takes a certain amount of courage to take a trip and a surprise destination. It takes a little bit of faith, a little bit of, uh, I guess you could say, uh, guts <laughs> or whatever. But once you understand that a little background from today's Bible passage, you might question if Jesus was on a get lost kind of visit on a tour of his own. He wanted to go uh, to a place and we're drawing. He went 50 miles. That's, we don't know how long it took him to get there exactly, but 50 miles is a long way on foot. And Tyre and Sidon were uh, Gentile towns about 50 miles away from where Jesus had been in Galilee. So we are not really sure why Jesus went down into the Gentile territory, but I'm sure it's probably uh, directed pretty much to this story that we read with the Canaanite woman. Because you see, Canaanites and all Gentiles were not thought very highly of by the Jews. And there they were in the middle of a Gentile community. And this Canaanite woman, who was not considered clean, comes up to Jesus and starts begging uh, him to heal her daughter. And his disciple says, you know, send her away. Now, Jesus answered in a very odd way. He, he didn't sound like he was being very uh, Jesus-like uh, in the beginning when he said, uh, what, do I, you know, what have I got to do for you and with you? Our religion is different. And uh, my disciples are over here saying that you need to go away. And I didn't come. I came for the lost sheep of Israel. I didn't come uh, for you. And so Jesus began to say, and I think he was just kind of playing with them all. And she said, well, even the dogs take the crumbs from their master's table. I can remember when we had, and it's still there, and often we use that, uh, that word from we're not worthy of the crumbs from your table, O Lord, during communion. Uh, we use that right sometimes. And uh, it always used to strike me as interesting that we're not worthy of anything, just, the, just whatever the Lord gives to us. And, and it is amazing that uh, God is so merciful. And here's this woman with a daughter possessed, or, whatever her case may have been, but she needed healing. 
And so the Canaanite woman said is a, that, you know, the dogs get the crumbs. I'm happy with whatever you can do. Scholars are puzzled over Christ's conversation with the woman. As I said, it seems really unchristlike. But I wonder if Jesus wasn't giving this woman a test, a test of her desire to have her daughter healed. Or maybe it was a lesson for those that were listening. Maybe it was a lesson for us in future years. I would say that would be the case. And that he could show throughout all generations that he is the Savior of all the world. And that God honors faith. According to J.B. Cotillo, uh, three people in the Bible who showed exceptional faith, which was written in Christianity Today back in 2016. He says there are only three people in the Bible who were specifically commended by Jesus for their great faith. One was a Roman officer who pleaded with Jesus to heal his servant. And then there was a woman with a hemorrhaging that for 12 years, and he touched the, and she touched the border of Jesus' robe and received her healing. And then there's this Canaanite woman who came begging Jesus to heal her possessed daughter. It is a bit interesting that none of these three people had the right, according to Jewish law and, and tradition, to approach Jesus for help in any way. They were separated from him by a huge wall of cultural and religious norms. The Canaanite woman was of lowly status. The woman that was hemorrhaging, it was unclean for her to touch Jesus and vice versa. And a Roman soldier, and he was the representative of the Gentile government that was oppressing the Jewish people. By law, by tradition, by faith, by any of that. They were not worthy to receive a miracle or even to speak to Jesus. But he commended them for their faith. Each one of them. I don't know about you, but Jesus' definition of faith looks a lot different than what most of us would view as faith. Is our definition of faith. We usually equate great faith with courage or valor or self-discipline or sacrifice or something that a superhero would do. Not desperate people pushing their way to Jesus, pushing through the crowd. Desperation is a scary state of being. I don't know if you've ever been desperate before for something to happen that you feel like you can't make get to your next day or that you're ill or someone in your family is ill or you don't know where the next meal is going to come from or how you're going to pay your bills for the month. You've been laid off. There's a lot of things that are going on when in pandemics. In the world in which we live in right now, we have this fear that kind of grips us about each day. You know, will something happen to us or someone that we love? When we hear about the unrest, we wonder what the future holds. And 
we turn on the TV and we see folks out there with guns and people being violent during what would have been peaceful demonstrations and some there for the right reasons and some not there for the right reasons and we wonder where it's all going to go and how it will end and we hear of uh, foreign countries that may be challenging us and making us think uh, something bad will happen and then it's all you know you you don't know what to think you read one thing uh, on, on Facebook or you you read something uh, or hear something on the news or you read a paper you read an article and you get so many different views I know that I've seen friends that have been friends for 40 years and family that's been together all their life torn apart you know, as a historian, remember the Civil War and studied it quite a bit. And I hear a lot of things that are quite inaccurate. But of course, everybody wants their version told of history. It's that way throughout all of history. But in politics, and people get caught up in all these things. And Folks that you have loved all your life. I'm friends with you. Want nothing to do with you. So much going on, so much agony. And just like the woman that came to Jesus, the Roman officer, the hemorrhaging woman, and the agony that threatens to overwhelming, overwhelming us all. We feel like we can't breathe. Desperate times call for the right measures, and sometimes it's desperate. In desperation, we call out to Jesus for help. We know we pray regularly, God help us as a church. Our church is so, as a denomination, is divided. All churches seem to be divided. All faiths are divided. Political parties, even within their parties, are divided. We as Americans, we as Christians, Muslims, other faiths, or no faiths, people are just divided. I'm sure we're all crying out to God in our own way if we have faith in desperation with all of these issues around us Issues that divide families and the very best of friends. As I said, I've experienced this and it causes a great pain in my spirit. The church, the family, the country, and our political affiliations. People that you love dearly that simply write you off because you disagree. And sometimes I just say, what the heck is wrong with everybody? I was asking a colleague the other night over the phone, has everybody just lost their mind? Or have I lost my mind? Am I just imagining all of this? But the good news about it all, the Bible passage about the Canaanite woman, shows us that desperation doesn't disqualify you from having great faith. Neither does adversity, or your gender, or your social status, or your political leanings, or your religion, all that is required in the willingness to bring your desperation to Jesus is simply faith and calling out 
to God in your own way. This woman, who wasn't even from the Jewish faith, addressed Jesus as Lord. We as Christians, we address Jesus as Lord. Isn't it interesting that we find out that someone in the Bible did not even know Jesus as Lord, but yet addressed him as such, and he said that she was full of faith. The word she refers to is one who is supreme or master. How did she know that? Even Jesus' own disciples wasn't sure of all his claims of being the Son of God. You know that the Jews thought it was blasphemous that he equated himself with God and that God was his Father. And if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. My Father and I are one. And I know that's very hard for people outside of the, even in the Christian faith, it's very difficult. Many people have different views of who Jesus is and was. And Lamont of the New York Times, best, as a best-selling author, has said that her prayer every morning is, Help me, help me, help me. Her nightly prayer is, Thank you, thank you, thank you, meaning I made it through another day. Between those two prayers, she says an occasional wild prayer, when she's suddenly aware that God is working in her life daily. I know I get that way. I get up some morning, Lord, help me through this day. Sometimes throughout the day, help me, Lord. I just can't, I don't know if I can cope with all this anymore. People just pouring all kinds of stuff uh, toward me. But I think the Canaanite mother and Anne Lamont could understand each other's prayer life. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help us, Lord. Remember, on the Sunday, Palm Sunday, Hosanna, have mercy upon us, O Son of David. Sometimes it's the only prayer that we can manage. It's a legitimate prayer. And notice that the Canaanite woman brought her desperation to Jesus even when he initially responded with silence and there seemed that he was turning away from her. Some people read this passage and think that Jesus may have been insensitive to this mother's pain. But remember, it may be that Jesus did come on foot as far as, what, as 50 miles to this Gentile town just to meet the needs of this one desperate Gentile woman so that we all can know that God is with us. As I've often said, I love that word Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus with us. God works on God's own timetable. God hears our prayers. Sometimes we think they don't go any higher than the ceiling. Sometimes we wonder if God is even listening. Sometimes we wonder if there's a God at all. Sometimes our faith is tested. Sometimes we think that our society has lost its collective minds. But we know that God came right at the hand of God to this lonely planet to help us all in our times of desperation. You see, desperate times call for the God of hosts the creator of all, 
the one who loved us so much that he gave us his son, Jesus Christ, that Jesus said that for whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I didn't come to condemn you. I came to give you life. I've been there all along. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word which made flesh and came and dwelt among us. And as far as many of us who receive Him, He came to His own, and His own received Him not. But if we receive Him, He makes us His children, or God's children. Jesus may have walked a hundred miles round trip down to Tyre and Sidon to minister to a Canaanite woman. And Jesus walked in our shoes all the way to the cross for no other reason that he simply loves us. He shared our weakness, our questions, our pains. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He felt it. He felt the pain, the literal pain of the stripes on his back. Being left alone in the garden to pray and his disciples to watch him. The fellow asleep. All the temptation of the enemy, the tempter that was there. But yet Jesus showed compassion to everyone. That Canaanite woman knew that mercy is an essential part of God's character. And even so, she knew that he had no right, that she had no right, rather, to approach Jesus. She was counting on what? His mercy. And notice that he was silent for a while. And even he tried to turn her away and she knelt at his feet and he gave her an odd answer. Don't you know I didn't come for you? He came to his own, but his own received him not. And she said, Lord, even the dogs get the crumbs. You know, a little, some crumbs from God is a whole lot, you know. And Jesus complimented the Canaanite woman with her great faith. Great faith is pretty simple, at least by Jesus' standards. Bring your desperation to him. Bring your issues to Jesus. Bring your problems. Bring your confusion. Bring your political views. Bring your misunderstanding or distrust of others. Bring your hatred for folks. Bring the divisions in your family and in your friendships. Bring all of those things that just kind of get in your head. Bring all of the discord that's out there and all of the fear of COVID and all of the fear of other countries and all of the uncertainty of what our future may look like here at the end of 2020 and look back and say, God has brought us saved this far. It was by grace that God saved us. It was by grace that God brought us this far. And it's by grace that will lead us home. Jesus never fails and he has always had a people. God has always had a people and he will continue to lead us on. He has the power over death, hell, and all in the world. And it just takes for us to have a little faith. We may just have that enough to say, help me, help me, help me. And by the end of the day, say, thank you, thank you, thank you. But yet we've made it through another day. Our desperation may seem little on some people's part, and our faith may seem little 
on some people's part, but little as much to God. All he ever said was we need a, a little faith of a mustard seed. That's not a lot of faith. That's just a little. It takes a little bit on our part to get by. Do we read this book very often? And, and I would suggest you read the New Testament, read the Psalms, read the Proverbs. Don't get bogged down with all the things that you don't understand. Read commentaries, read devotions, spend some time in prayer, sing some hymns and songs to make melody in your heart. When someone makes you feel bad, the other day I had someone really, really, really disappoint me in the way in which they spoke to me. Last or two people in the last week. But you know, I thought, well, I've done that myself from time to time. And Lord, all I can do is ask you to help me to forgive and help me to keep going and to keep loving. Sometimes we don't feel that love, do we? Sometimes we don't feel the faith. Sometimes we don't see any hope. But may God help us be like that Canaanite woman, that Roman soldier, that, that woman that, that was hemorrhaging. May we have determination that we're going to be the people of God and we're going to make it through no matter what. And all the problems of this world and the problems of our church and the problems of our society and the problems that face us all individually, we don't know about tomorrow, but we know who holds tomorrow, and the one who holds tomorrow holds to our hand. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Eternal God, thank you so much for loving us, for caring for us, for blessing us. All of those who are suffering, all of those who need healing in their bodies, those that are alone and feel lonely, those who feel deserted, those that can't seem to find the faith that they need. But Lord, I pray that you would give them the faith that overcomes the world. Spirit of faith, come down and help us all to be the people that you would have us to be. For we ask this in the name of the Good Shepherd who taught us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now join with me as we unite in our historic confession of our Christian faith the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. The third day rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, and from there shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, 
the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and forever shall be, world without end. Amen and Amen. Now, to you, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you the faith that overcomes the world and the Holy Spirit to guide you and lift you up and someone to come along and cheer you. Go your way, go in comfort. Help me, Lord, help me, Lord, help me, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you, Lord, for another day. Go in peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.